0: More taking control of pages with Michael E. Cohen. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Michael E. Cohen is back to finish up our conversation about the latest edition of Take Control of Pages that covers not just pages on your Mac, but also on your iPad, iPhone, and even iCloud. Michael spends a little time digging into some very specific things that Pages does really well that you will actually use. Let's go back and let Michael do the talking. And iCloud doesn't get the respect it deserves either. Because no, it, because you
1: know, Apple's screwed up a lot, over the years a few times.
0: Yeah, you know, and, that's uh, true.
1: And networking, network storage and interaction is very tough to do and do well and do reliably. Um, A server goes down, you're suddenly locked out of things. Uh, It provides a vulnerability uh, surface for hackers to get at because it's no longer on your machine and it's safe and sound. It's up there in the cloud where anybody can fly in and try to get it. So how about it has to work really hard on security there? iCloud security is pretty darn good, but it has to be because users don't trust the rest of the world, nor should they.
0: You're right. And the iCloud, yes, it has those issues, but they're no worse. In fact, they're probably not as bad as some other cloud storage options that are out there. Because maybe, at least in theory, they may be a lesser target, but also because Apple has such a focus on security and privacy.
1: Um, for Take Control, we've been, you know, been using Dropbox for years, you know, to stash stuff away to pass documents around. But a lot of the writers they Take Control now are moving to iCloud instead because it works so much better with their devices, and the publisher can you can share stuff with the publisher as well that way. So we're now in a sort of hybrid state to take control, where some of the stuff's still in Dropbox. A lot of it is in his iCloud now. And I'm fine with that, because I use it all the time. <laughs> I go from my sofa with my iPad to my Mac in my office, and all the stuff is there. It's yeah. terrific. And,
0: well, and that's, I, I feel that way about, and I'm not using Pages necessarily in that way, but I feel that way about, so many of the Apple programs and so many of my projects that I want them on all my devices and I don't want to have to think about it. You know, I just, when I want to open it, I want to open it and have it be there and have it be up to date. And then when I shift to the next device, I want that to be up to date and I want it to the be there. The device
1: is a portal to your stuff. Not a container, yes. it's a portal to it.
0: Yes. <laughs> We're back to that whole discussion of the truth is in the cloud when it comes to syncing. Trying to... And and that's a that's a that was always a challenging concept, I think, until we started to see how useful it it can be. Mm-hmm. And if you're and look, if you're really paranoid, you can download a copy of of anything in iCloud and then store it on an external drive that's air gapped so that you no matter what happens, you've got a copy of it. You know so yeah, just a lot of advantages to to all of this
1: right. and to
0: Page's implementation of it.
1: It's just, you know, uh, when stuff is in the cloud, you can't really see it because it's in a cloud. <laughs> Not a lot of clear vision. People get nervous about stuff like that. You know, Where is my stuff? But a lot of people don't even know that there is a place for stuff to be. You know, where's your document? Oh, it's, it's in Word or it's in pages. And it really isn't. It's somewhere else. Pages or yeah. Word or what have you or just getting access to it for wherever it is. But most people don't have that geography of where data hangs out anymore. It's just out there somewhere.
0: Yeah, and and they don't always understand that the cloud just means that it's on a server somewhere else. You know, somebody it else's because server somewhere else. There
1: was a cloud else. symbol on the little templates we had when we drew flowcharts years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the cloud, that was the place where data came from that you had no need to have no knowledge of how it was developed. It's a source or a destination. You know, and everything else happens inside of the flowchart, but then it goes back into a cloud. And that's where you had the little symbol on the flowchart. The cloud could have been a hard disk. It could have been a local server or it could have been internet storage. It doesn't matter, the cloud is just a place. A place that you can't see into, but there's stuff in it.
0: Yeah. Your stuff is in it.
1: Yeah. So
0: I, I feel like we've kind of danced between the, the word processing aspect of pages and the page layout capabilities of pages. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a little more interested at this stage of the game in the page layout capabilities just because it seems like we're doing so few things that you would consider word processing anymore. I mean, you don't word process an email you know, ninety-nine percent of the time you you know you you type out an email and that's it. So the, the number of times I'm actually creating a document that needs to be printed is gone way, way, way down.
1: Right. You're doing a formal report or a paper for school, you know. Pages is used a lot by students, unsurprisingly. Um but layout, pages has really powerful layout capabilities and it always has. And they're kind of triggered in one way by one little checkbox on the uh, sidebar on a page's document, the document sidebar. You click it and it turns on or turns off layout mode. In layout mode, you don't have a central place on the page where you start typing and it flows from page to page. Every page really is a blank page on which you can put text boxes, on which you can put shapes, graphics movies, 3D objects, it's great for doing pamphlets, it's great for doing uh, flyers, all of those sorts of things. And uh, every Pages document starts off from a template. And when you open up Pages, there's a whole list of templates, basic templates, word processing templates, business templates, resume templates, and a number of them are page layout templates. They're already ready to go. So, you can get a start right there, and I I use it quite a bit actually for for certain things. If you're doing an ebook that's mostly graphics, you don't need running text. You need blank pages to stick your pictures on and captions on. And there are ebook templates that use the layout format for just that reason. So you can produce, you know, a an ebook of your greatest vacation photos, or what have you—you you don't have to worry about them flowing from page to page to page. You've got a page; you put it on, it sticks on the page.
0: Do you have any suggestions within your book, or as an external resource in, in addition to your book, to help people get started with the concept of page layout? Who, up to this point, may have only used something like Microsoft Word, which is pretty much inappropriate for any kind of significant page layout.
1: Uh, I haven't really looked for good sources because most sources are usually tied to a piece of software to begin with. How to do page layout in PageMaker. <laughs> How to do page layout in Quark. How do you page layout in pages or Word or what have you. But there's never one just about layout in generally, And you really wouldn't get that unless you're involved in a sort of graphics art major in college or something where they're actually teaching you principles of design. Um, but in terms of, you know, just page layout, how to make something look good on a page. Well, that that's artistic and content based and not necessarily software based.
0: But I was thinking more of, of the, the practicality of getting started with the concepts. Like you just said that on a, on a word processing document you start with text and you kind of add you add graphics in but in a page layout document you start with a completely blank canvas mm-hmm. and so if you want text you insert a text box and then you can manipulate that but you also can start with graphics and manipulate those and and that's something that I, f- I find I find some folks are not really they're not completely appreciating how to get started they 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 type they try to hit something on the keyboard they hit, hit a couple text or excuse me characters on the keyboard and nothing happens because there's no text box to put it in <laughs> and it's like yeah. oh it's broken something's wrong here and that, that's the kind i'm thinking conceptually more than right. how to make it look good
1: well i will say that there is a separate topic in my book in the chapter called learn layout possibilities called use page layout documents that goes into exactly how you set them up and use them and what they're good for uh, and the templates that work with them and what happens if you convert a page layout document to a word processing document or vice versa. That concept, by the way, between page layout and word processing document precedes the version of pages that came out 10, 12 years ago. It's been around in pages almost since the beginning that you could have a layout document or a word processing document and switch from one to another. So it's been around for a long time, really. In a page layout document, you're completely in control of the pages. You need a new page, you add it manually. You need a new page with specific things on it, you add it manually using a page template that you've created for that document. So. It's a really powerful feature, but it's not really hard to understand uh, conceptually. One is you've got a, a page that you can type stuff on and it just keeps going, or you've got a page that's a blank sheet of paper. And you have, and to, lo- and you have to decide where stuff goes.
0: Right. And as long as someone understands that there, that, that capability is there, Mm. yeah I'm, I'm with you it's it's not a hard concept but it can be if the only thing you've had up to this point is word
1: true um at least i do make a point of calling it out and making it a whole separate topic in in my book because you know I, i've had to do page layout documents over the many decades i've been doing stuff with text and graphics on a computer so
0: well, and, and listen, I love the fact that it's there because, and, and that might be a place that I would tell people that are just getting started with this to, to go first, because almost by default now you understand a word, a word document, you may not under fully understand or even really appreciate the power of a page layout document, because it makes so many things so much easier than trying to bend a word processor to your will. Whereas yep. page layout just makes it easy.
1: Yep. I'm just looking at that section in the manuscript right now, page from page 215 to. Just seeing how long it is. It's about 15 to 20 pages on page layout documents and how to move from one kind to another and how to create them and make your own page templates and your own uh, page layout document templates, and even how to tag things on a page layout document so that if you move it to a different page template, you can still find the stuff you put into it because you've given it a tag and so that this object on this page takes stuff that comes from this tag when you do the conversion. So that's all covered there. It's about 20, 25 pages in the book.
0: Okay, so that's twenty twenty-five pages out of, what did you say, 370?
1: 377 pages.
0: 377. So, you know, folks, if you really want to start to appreciate a lot of what pages can do, then by all means, that may be a good place to start.
1: Another thing that Pages does rather well is uh, lists. You know, when you do numbered lists in a document, they have very powerful hierarchical lists where lists within lists, within lists, with different sorts of headings. And uh, I spent a lot of time on that as well because it's a powerful feature that's not easy to understand. If you, in fact, just open up a page as word processing document and you type one period, call my mother, and then you type two period, you know, go groceries. Pages will automatically add a three period, four period, and just know you're doing a numbered list. Or if you start a, set, uh, a line with a bullet character in a return at the end, it'll assume you're doing that sort of list. It just does that automatically for you. So there's a lot of pages does to help you along as well. Let's see what other interesting things I can tell you about this edition. I just know it's long, Chuck. It's really long.
0: Yeah, but Michael, that's. I mean, that to me is, that just shows you the sophistication of it. Oh, yeah and we haven't touched on this part but apple has done i think in my humble opinion a great job of taking that sophistication and boiling it down to a logical way of accessing those features yeah. and including the features that you don't often use mm-hmm. and and then to your point you know they're then they're taking trying to take that sophistication move it across devices so that it's accessible anywhere for as many as possible, or at least as many as make sense. So it's it's, it's a, not a small effort.
1: It's it's um, a rather brave effort. I mean, you know, a Mac environment is very different from an iPad or an iPhone environment, just from the user point of view. I mean, you know, one's a glass pane that you touch; the other's got a keyboard and a trackpad and everything else. One's got you know windows all over the place; the other really doesn't although you can kind of impose them with stage manager now but when you're trying you know to design a very sophisticated powerful piece of software for two such different environments that's not easy to pull off and the fact that apple pulls it off at all is amazing the fact that so much works the same on both platforms is amazing even though on a mac if you have an image on the screen and you want to turn it 20 degrees you go to the format inspector and there's a little dial there that you can click on or numbers you can type in. Whereas on an iPad, you just touch it with your fingers and you twist it. <laughs> it's a rotated. Yeah.
0: But but again, different devices, different slightly different interfaces. Each one of those has its advantages and disadvantages. And, and one of them, you can sort of touch your document. Another one, another one, you have to use a mouse or a trackpad or whatever to manipulate it. But they yeah, both well, make Apple sense. When Apple
1: comes up with a new feature, I'm sure the, the programmer team saying, okay, well, great. I know how you can do it on a Mac. How would you like to see it on an iPad? Or that's really cool, you know, do this on an iPhone. How would it look on a Mac when you've got this environment instead? So, I mean, there, there's a lot to adding a feature other than just making sure it works. It's how the user gets at it. And and the user experience can be very different from platform to platform. And some will come into being very professional users who do a lot of documents and some will be, you know, uh, a a grandfather in Pacoima who basically, you know, just wants to read, read the news on his computer, uh, on his uh, iPad. And occasionally you type a letter to his grandkids, you know, it's very different. And making sure it's understandable is tough.
0: So to wrap this up, let's talk about the next edition of the Pages book. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just finished one, Chuck.
0: Do you think it will uh, have a Vision Pro chapter?
1: Uh, It it might very well, uh, especially if there's something like Pages available in the Vision Pro environment. If Vision Pro, it all becomes a productivity platform, then you'll probably have something like Pages in it. Certainly, you'll have the ability at least to open up and view Pages documents. But, you know, creating them as well, that's a really interesting challenge. What would the interface look like? How would people expect to create a document when they're just looking through goggles at the world? You know, it's... When there's no drop-down menus, there's no screen to focus on. How do you create a new document? I mean, that interface is going to be an interesting one to develop. And if Apple's very serious about Vision Pro, and I have to think they are because they're throwing a ton of money at it, they're going to be doing that. So I'll be interesting to see. If they do, there will be definitely be a Vision Pro section in the pages book more importantly, there will be a big hole in my bank account when I buy my Vision Pro so I can try that Wow! come <laughs> yeah, well, out. to be honest, I'm kind of looking forward to that expenditure and I've begun to sequester money just for that. Because I, I think it's, from what I saw in the demos, it looks like it could be a viable and powerful platform.
0: I think a lot of us are, you know, are, are dancing between those two. Do we, do we jump on the first one? Do we look at the later ones? But there's the, the little things leak out that make you, really, won't, really tempt you. And your your question, you know, I mean, we have to, you know, bring up the idea of I'm almost a minority report style interface where, okay, I want to do this, so I reach up and I, you know, draw out a box and then tell. The S lady that yeah, I want to put this text in that box and dictate it out. I, well, this is pure speculation, obviously, but I'm just happy that you haven't said you won't be speaking to me if I bring up the next version of the pages book again.
1: I'm just—if so. you had to tell me that it would be out in a month, I would—I would slap you all sorts of ways <laughs> because I've just spent a whole summer doing it twice, and I want Let's, a little break. <laughs>
0: Oh, you deserve a break. You deserve a break. Before, before we let you have it, um, give us the, the details on the book. Um, what kind of pricing do we have? What's the upgrade policy and all that?
1: Well, if you have to ask, obviously you can't afford it. But in fact, it's pretty <laughs> cheap. Uh, for $14.99, you can have a brand new edition of this book with all the images and all the other stuff I've done delivered to you immediately over the Internet if you bought Take Control of Pages within the last 90 days, you can update your book for free. And if you bought it, a version of it before that, you can buy it for half price, for 750 So those are the price points we're looking at now, and I think that that's going to be how it's sold when it comes out, which we'll do before you see it out there, those of you who are watching this right now.
0: So... Go to takecontrolbooks.com. Confirm what Michael just told you about the pricing or the upgrades if you are a previous owner, and then, for heaven's sake, take advantage of this and start with the page way out chapter first because I think that's one of the one of the places that you will get the most bang for the buck since you already know how to use a word processor. But that's my opinion. If well, you want to start at the beginning,
1: I would tell people to look. Oh, uh, there's a very early chapter called Get Oriented which tells you where all the stuff is on the screen, what the format palette looks like, what you know the page palette looks like, what the pull-downs in uh, iPad look like. So that shows you where you'll be tapping or clicking. Then you can go to the page layout chapter, but find the landmarks first, you know, because you see a menu that says view, and you're going, well, view what exactly? There's a lot of items on that view menu. So this, those two chapters, those two topics will help you out before you jump into page layout. But then, yeah, don't overlook that page layout chapter because it's really powerful. You'd be surprised how often you want to do just a single page document as a sign, a pamphlet, a poster, what have you. Christmas cards. I've done Christmas cards in pages.
0: So, okay, so don't listen to me. Listen to Michael. He wrote the book. I'm just <laughs> the guy talking here. Um <laughs> But, but by all means, again, TakeControlBooks.com is where you want to go. Right. Michael, thank you so much. Um, go take your break, um, and I'm sure that you will be starting a new project sometime very shortly because that's just what you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and I'm just hoping to get a vision pro in my life soon.
0: <laughs> aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all?
1: Okay, well, anyway, yeah, go, go to Take Control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking of your steaming hot beverage mug, which is a rare item. And it's been a pleasure again talking to Chuck. It's always fun.
0: Hey, Michael, it is absolutely always fun. You know you're always welcome here, no matter what the project is. Uh, we, we we always have some great conversations. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices take take a cue from that we'll be back with more great conversations with more people especially take control authors until then and as always thanks for watching visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with chuck on social media get involved in our facebook group or like our facebook page and get more out of your apple tech with mac voices magazine free on flipboard and on the web and if you find value in it all Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by BackBeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at cashfly.com